So how would you describe a podcast like The Shared Desk? It's a podcast that took its sweet time to do a promo. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that goes without saying. I mean, you could say The Shared Desk is a podcast about collaboration, because that's what we do. Wait, 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 wait. There's a lot more to The Shared Desk. You got our Loot Crate looky loo. Oh, what's in the box? And then what we're doing when we're not writing, usually it's pretty nerdy. Nerd! And then there are the drop-ins. Has the whole world gone crazy? Yes, there are drop-ins. And we love having guests on the show. It's the shared desk after all. And if it's Katie or Lauren, you get some lovely singing as well. So find The Shared Desk on iTunes, Stitcher, or at thesharedesk.com. The Shared Desk. Two writers. One podcast. Different different points points of view. Greetings from TG Geeks webcast where... Ben. And Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre. You name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on tggeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 112 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Today, I am joined by my co-host, Ray Vargas. How you doing, Ray? I'm doing good, Joe. How's it going? Good, good. We're, we're finally getting to our trailers episode. Yeah. <laughs> we keep having reasons to put other episodes in its place. That's true. That's true. They, they're stacking up, though. They've been stacking up. Yeah, yeah. So we can kind of just bang them all out in one, uh, one big episode. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, what you been up to? Oh, man. A lot of painting. <laughs> um, so those of you that check me out on social media, um, may have seen uh, that I, I released um, a, a limited order of those shirts that uh, uh, featuring that Black Panther cover that I did. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We, we talked about that on a, on a previous episode. Um, and I, it was really great to see how many people wanted to order it. And, you know, they had a bunch of orders to go out. And I never realized how hard it would be, how involved it would be to send out like a shipment of like 50 separate packages to 50 different addresses. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh man, have you ever done that? Have you ever dealt with anything like that? I I haven't. I mean, the closest I've ever come to is wedding invitations, but no, I right. but I I know friends who have and I don't I don't envy you. Dude, it, it took days and days to figure out like the first few times 
I went to the post office, they were just like, yeah, that's a lot of work there. Why don't you just do it like online or why don't you just do it at a self-service kiosk? And so my, literally my week was spent, like I would say four out of the five days I spent my lunchtime trying to figure out how to send all these shirts out. Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. I finally got them out. I ended up just going back to the post office and saying, you know what? I, you're you're going to help me until you decide not to. And so after it took two trips, but um, I got I got everything shipped out. So besides painting and working, I mean, probably the geekiest part of my week was sending out a bunch of Black Panther t-shirts. <laughs> it's like the, the seedy underbelly of being a geek, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's, that's not something I envy at all, but you know, it's like now, now that you've done it once, do you think you'd, you'd be able to, if you had to do it again in a, a quicker amount of time, was it just cause it was the first time out? I think so. Although the, the, the answer ultimately was not something that was quick or convenient. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and I, th I think, I think for, for trying to find like a quick way to do it, that's what ended up taking me so long to just get it done. Cause I ended up just having to spend, you know, a long time at the post office. I think if I ever do this in the future, first of all, it won't be during midterms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> second of all, I think, you know, knowing what I know now, yeah, it'll, it'll probably go smoother. Hopefully, you know, we'll see, but, um, yeah, that's, it's, it's funny the logistical stuff. I mean, you, you know, you've been doing this podcast for so long. There's, there's a whole, you know, backside to it that people don't see. I'm sure, you know, the editing process and, you know, recording everything and schedule everything. So, I, th I think that deserves to be mentioned along with, you know, weekly geekery. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, very cool. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Um, no, man. This this week I've been pretty slammed. Um, caught up with a little bit of Netflix, but had to put like Walking Dead on hold. Had to mm -hmm. put any any recreational reading on hold because I'm pretty much reading for school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah and, and yeah. So and then normally like I would listen to podcasts on the way to work. Mm -hmm. Dead silence, dude. <laughs> sometimes you need that sometimes you need that for me the i i i'm always listening to podcasts and audiobooks and then sometimes i'm just like you know what i need to listen to music i need to listen to something that's not people talking at me <laughs> yeah totally absolutely and i was you know i i use music a lot to like kind of not just soothe me but even to like get my energy up like when i'm heading into the office and i'm tired in the morning or whatnot you know what i mean Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. But sometimes just that quiet ride to work, you know, whatever, like that, that also does the trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited to catch up with some reading and some podcasting next week, but this week has been all business pretty much. Yeah, it's nice when you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and you're like, yeah, it's still working, but after this, uh, after this milestone, I'll be yes. good. And I yes, tell me about it. Absolutely. What about you, man? Um, I have been doing um not not a whole lot of geeky stuff uh, we we just finished um you know we finished the play uh about a couple weeks ago and then this week we're going to fullerton so wow. um that's our our big uh theater festival that i take my students to every year and so we're taking a number from in the heights to that uh, along with a couple of other pieces and um I'm actually only taking um, five pieces this year. I mean, in the past, we've taken eight or ten. And um, and we always bring two improv teams and two Tech Olympic teams. And mm. I, I'm still bringing 51 kids uh, that are actually competing. And then I think I've got about 70 or 75 kids that are um, are going with us. Wow. That's a huge so, 
yeah, so we've been trying to get that out. That's that's what my week is going to be this week is getting all of that figured out because I'm taking like 12% of my school out, to, out of school on Friday. <laughs> How long have you been doing uh, Fullerton? This is the ninth year. Wow. And that first batch of kids, what do you remember what, what size that was the first time you did it? 20, maybe. Oh, man. You've like more than tripled. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been quite the journey. (laughs) It's been quite the journey, but along with that, like the kids keep asking me, you know, what are we going to do next year for the musical? Because now I've kind of set the precedent that we can pull off a musical every year. And, uh, yeah, Uh, I don't know why I do this myself, Ray, but you know, so I applied for the rights for newsies because that they came out on, on March 3rd or March 1st. And I was like, you know, I think this would be good for the group of kids I have. So Applied and apparently there's a professional group doing it somewhere near us around that same time, so it's restricted to our our area can't get the rights. Wow. Yeah. So so now I'm scrambling to find which um which play I I want to do, and so I said to the kids, I'm like I'm like throwing out a couple of of options, and the first one I threw out was Shrek the Musical. <laughs> um, they got very excited, and wow, I probably. Really? Should- yeah, I I, sh- I probably should have said something to my um my tech slash musical director teacher friend that we have now, <laughs> and uh, because what I said to, to him, he was like, "What are you doing to me? Do you know how big of a show that is?" Oh, and I'm wow. like, "We can do it. It'll be not it'll not be a problem." And then like slowly throughout the rest of the week, the kids kept coming up to me and going, uh, "We don't want to do Shrek." And I'm like, "Why not?" And it's too much of a meme. Oh. Like, I, don't, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like, I know what a meme is, but in reference to, I don't know what it is. And they're like, yeah, you know what? We'd send you to the internet to figure it out, but it's not even worth it. Just, just trust us. It's, it's too much of it. We don't, we don't want to do it. I'm like, okay. It is Joe. It's a, it's a very dank meme. Is it a dank meme? It's a dank <laughs> meme. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> so anyway. Oh yeah, no, I get the dank meme. Uh, I, I just haven't seen that particular dank meme. Um, <laughs> I'm old, Ray. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> um, so anyway, so we, we like I've basically spent most of the week on my my drive listening to Broadway soundtracks, which normally I like and I enjoy, but after a while, you just start like, <laughs> like I don't want to listen to things anymore. You're doing research, right? Yeah, I'm doing research to figure out what I could do. And I'm like, I, I, I've approached it from all different angles. I was like, all right, well, let's see. What are some of the modern shows that, that we could get rights for? And I'm like, eh, none of these feel right with the group. And I can't really picture having the right people for the different roles. And then I'm like, well, what if I went back to, I mean, I love Bye Bye Birdie. It's an old classic. Let me see that. And then I listen to it. I'm like, oh my God, Ray. This show is so outdated. Like, I realize it's a period piece because you're talking about like the 50s, 60s time frame. But I'm just like, with everything that's going on right now, I don't want to do something that's a throwback to the past. Yeah. (laughs) Because I feel like the rest of our lives have been thrown back into the past. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of properties that are going to be suffering from that now, right? That was, what was I just watching? I was thinking, like, oh, I haven't seen this film in a while. And then I think, oh, I'm trying, I can't think of what it was. Halfway through, I was like, oh, wow, we've, okay. (laughs) Yeah, we've we've come a long way. But it feels like almost like just in the last five years, we've sort of taken this leap of like 
social consciousness, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so maybe five, six years ago, something would have been fine, and now it's just no. No. Huh. Well, and, and so so finally, you know, part of the reason we were, we were doing um, Newsies is because it's a big dance show, and the kids really want to do something that's heavy dance. And I had kids that were coming because they want to do a lot of this dance stunts and stuff. Mm. And so I, I was like, well, let me just try bring it on the musical and listen to that soundtrack and see what it's like. <laughs> and uh, it's really good. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm surprised at how really good it is. And so I was like, well, do I think I could pull this off? And so I talked to a couple people. I talked to a couple cheerleaders at our school that, you know, do cheerleading in outside of, because we don't have a cheerleading program, but, you know, a cheerleading <laughs> programs outside of school. And, and, you know, is this something you could get my kids to do in a year? And, and they're like, yeah, we could probably figure something out. And I was like, well, let me come back, go back and listen to it a couple more times. Why do I like this so much? It's about cheer. Like, I shouldn't like this. I look at, it's co-written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, what? Yes. Like how? I don't know. Like he he was like it's there's a, a second person on both lyrics and music, but it's it's co-written by Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh man! And I'm like, well, this is why I like it so much. Yeah. When did that come out? Um, I want to say the the early 2000s, maybe. Oh, what a find! Yeah. I, it's, I, so I told the kids and the kids are very excited. So now I have to figure out if I can get the rights or not, but that's, that's kind of what we're looking towards yeah, to sounds, see. If- sounds like I'm recommending uh, bring it on the musical to a few people that I know that are huge fans of uh, <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's funny because it's obviously not just him. And, uh, and the thing I like is, I mean, you know, the basic idea of bring it on, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so all of the, um, the, you know, the rich schools, Music is very classic musical theater. Okay. And then the the kind of ghetto school that she gets transferred to is very, very Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> like you could just tell that they did it on purpose where all of the, the perky white cheerleaders are singing very musical theater style stuff. And then the kids from Jackson are rap and uh, you know, just heavier beats. And it, it's, it's very interesting. And I'm like, there's complexity here. And yeah. I don't want to, I don't, I'm not, I'm not to a point where I can get the kids to do fluff musicals. Well, like it takes a special type of talent to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and they haven't, they haven't gotten there yet. Um, so, you know, this way, it's something that I think they can dig into that's not just surface. It, it could be done that way, but yeah, we, we won't do it that that's, way. <laughs> it's pretty smart of them to adapt the material to the medium in which they're, you know, like they're adapting it to musical. So they use that and introduce, you know, a, a musical theater, I guess, tropes or, or, or whatever to to kind of further the story, right? Yeah, and, exactly, and, exactly. Yeah, so we're going to, I feel like that's going to come up again when we're discussing these trailers later, whether or yes. not people do that well, you know what I mean? Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff in this, these trailers that you can tell are, you know, I don't I don't know we have any DC trailers, so <laughs> um, I'd be interested to see how that fits into the mix, but a lot of these are, um, well, yeah, well, well, we'll have to talk about them. Yeah, I, mean, I actually heard that, um, when uh, that when the new Infinity Wars trailer, uh, the new Infinity War trailer came out the other day, that it actually completely canceled off the DC um, cinematic universe. It's gone, Joe. 
<laughs> I just, just sucked it into one of the divinity jabs. Yeah, it just doesn't God. exist anymore. All <laughs> uh, oh, right. Um, I see, other than that, I've listened to a little bit of the the Dresden Files. I think I just finished book six. I think I'm moving on to book seven. I don't know. The numbers all start to to, to blend in together, but they're really cool yeah. books. So. I got to get onto that audio book thing. I, I have a f- couple friends at work that have been also listening to books, uh, you know, on, on the ride to work and home. And, and they really, just like you, they, they really like that. They really recommend it. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that is actually it for weekly geekery. Yeah. So let's um, go to a quick commercial break and then we'll dive into trailers. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Comics. Hey everyone, Rob here, your friendly neighborhood comic geek, inviting you to join me and my rotating cast of co-hosts each week on the Comic Box, where we tell you everything you need to know to become a world-class comic book geek. So join us for the Comic Box each week right here on the geek to geek Podcast Network. Hi everyone, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and we are the hosts of Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. We are two best friends who love pop culture and talking about pretty much whatever we want. Katie! Yes? Stop thinking about Zac Efron and tell our future listeners what some of our latest episodes have been about. Well, we've talked about Zac Efron. No, get it together, Katie. Fine. We've talked about fan fiction, classical literature adaptations, favorite TV couples, and so much more. So grab your cup of tea or whatever your drink of choice and download our podcast today. And we're back. And you and I have been chomping at the bit to talk about trailers for months now. <laughs> um, I think a good 10% of my waking life is watching trailers online. So, <laughs> <laughs> Although I have to say, I have had trouble lately finding the official ones. Like if it just comes out, that's fine. But then trying to go back, there's so much like noise out there. There's yeah. like, you know, concept trailers and everything else like like they just need to there needs to be a site that just collects the official trailers yeah in yeah. a playlist for you plus, plus and maybe our listeners know what they what that is yeah yeah plus a lot of people will re like they'll download the official version and then they'll re-upload it with like an extra bit at the end or at the beginning right mm-hmm. yeah sometimes i'm like oh it's a longer trailer it has more cut and it's like no it's just got like a plug for someone's website or something at the end well, the first one that's coming out that has got quite a few trailers out there is is Ready Player One. Are you going to go see this movie? I am going to go see it. And actually, I wasn't sure, but um, it's getting good word of mouth from um, the festival that it just played in South South by Southwest. Um, well, that that's good because I heard some some not so good things about how it's like uber nerdy and it's kind of like slap you in the face, but in a bad way, nerdy. And I'm, where, I'm, I'm wondering where you heard that from, because there was a, like an online, like kind of 
nerd backlash, people complaining about the posters and saying that that was that was definitive proof that it was going to be a horrible film, which you know how that goes, Joe. Oh. Yes, because you can <laughs> tell from the poster the cinematic direction of the, the, the poster that has nothing to do with the director at all. The director has no essay. Right. In the poster. right, right. So there was that backlash recently, um, which is why myself and, and other people that I've been reading were kind of surprised that the, the early feedback from South by Southwest is that he pulled it off, that it's a good, fun film. Um, you know, that that is sometimes the the really hardcore geeks will judge a film by completely different criteria so you know um mm-hmm. so but but i i actually am someone that um like the general audience if the general audience likes it then to me that's a good sign because i'm always looking for like a a crowd pleasing you know like experience mm-hmm. so if there's uh, if there's like a subset of people that are, you know, being really, really critical and picky about, you know, something and kind of tearing it down that usually that's, that's not usually a, a critical voice that I subscribe to, you know? Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Now you haven't watched the, um, the, or you haven't read the book, have you? I have not. I own it. I have not cracked it open to read it yet. I should have got it on audiobook. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I've I've listened to it on audiobook with, uh, narrated by Will Wheaton, which is kind of cool. Oh, okay. and uh, yeah, and and read the book, and it's so good. Like, it's probably my favorite book at this point. And so, you know, when you go into that, and you're always a little bit nervous about how it's going to translate into a movie. So it'll be interesting because just because yeah. it's got a good movie doesn't mean it's going to satisfy um, readers. Couple questions uh, for you. Yes. Um, how was reading the book versus listening to the book for you? Um, well, I read the book first and then I listened to it. So it was one of those where I was remembering things when I was listening to it. So I kind of already knew what would happen. Okay. And so, so that kind of like, you can't say that it was, um, it, it was a different experience just because of the medium. It was a different experience because I was just remembering, you right. know, and that's specifically why like, when I went to Comic-Con this past summer, um, I was uh, sharing a room with my friend Rob and he was reading the book and he kept bringing up things. And I'm like, I don't remember that. I don't oh. remember that either. And so <laughs> I was like, I got to go back because this is, this is shameful. <laughs> I need to go back and read this. <laughs> but you did enjoy it though. You remember that first experience being very enjoyable. Yes, very much so. Okay. And then I'm, uh, this is kind of a, like a controversial thing here. I feel like, cause people are either firmly on one side or the other, but I am somebody who uh, will always prefer to watch the movie first and then read the book after watching the movie. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? And I'll, and I'll explain why. Well, I am. I mean, and this is coming from an English teacher. I am all for that. Because that's how I got into Harry Potter. I watched the first two Harry Potter films and then was like, I need to know more about this story and went back and read the books. Um, I, I, I think I think it's good to do it either way. I think it's very easy to be disappointed by a movie after you've read the book. I think it's a little harder to be disappointed by a book after you've watched the movie. Right. That's, that's my thought process as well, because I'm like, the movie is like the greatest hits highlights of the book. Mm -hmm, And if mm -hmm. you really like the movie, then the book is going to expand on that experience. Right. Yeah. Whereas if you watch the, if you read the book first, you've pretty much already like seen like the movie in your head. And so the, the movie cannot, how is the movie going to expand on the book or expand on that experience, right? 
Right. That that's my thinking. Although there have been a couple of times where, um, you know, for instance, um, Chuck Chuck Palaniuk, I think that's how you pronounce his name, who wrote Fight Club, he actually commented mm-hmm. that he he's he's gone on record as as saying that he thinks the the movie version of Fight Club is is the best version of the book. He said this, to him that's the that's the final version of the book. Oh, that's awesome. That's right? cool. That doesn't happen very often. No, yeah, totally. But um, but anyway, yeah. So so I, you know, I I purchased the the book uh, Ready Player One, uh, I believe last year, maybe the year before, and I it's been sitting on my shelf. And so I'm gonna watch the film, and if I like it, then I'm, I'm definitely. I mean, I think probably at this point, either way, I'm gonna end up reading the book. But um, I definitely wanted to see the film first. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And from what I've seen from the trailers, since that's what we're we're looking at, the the latest trailer, um, the one that I'm including in the show notes, is it, it makes it feel a little bit more mobile than the the actual book. Like in the book, they find places to kind of hunker down and and then go into the oasis, and. And in this one, just watching the the trailer, it looks like there's a lot of kind of like accessing the oasis on the move. Yeah. And and so I that, to me that's saying okay, we're keeping the idea of this story, but we're we're going to change it. So I'm not I'm not going in there expecting a, a complete copy of the book. I'm expecting kind of a reimagining of of this world and the situation. The the trailer for me, and not just this trailer, but I mean, I've I've watched all of the trailers for this one as they've been released. Um, the the visuals feel almost overwhelming for me, and mm-hmm. that's saying something because I'm you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm on board. I'm not you know shaking my fist at you know like Transformers or whatever. Like I'm on board with like you know. Uh, uh, I think we've all kind of been able to like expand our ability to process information and take in visual and like, uh, you know, audit, audit, audible, audio, whatever, you know, yeah. that kind of uh, sound information and visual information. So usually I'm not against that kind of overload or whatnot, but this feels like really like there's a lot going on in every shot of, of each trailer. Um, and I feel kind of, that? well, I kind of hope that it's going to be a lot more, like they're doing it because there's a trailer and they have only so many seconds to throw out these, you know, the, to, to give you the idea of the scope of the properties that they're going to be accessing. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like it's a great, it's not like, it's not like Roger rabbit where they had like, you know, the still of, of, you know, the most prominent characters that they had acquired the, the rights to um, come up and, and, be highlighted you know it's it's like there are that but it feels like it's so quick that it's not about that and so i'm hoping that while we're watching it we'll get to the the little slower oh that's that property and oh that's that property and oh that's from that um yeah that's a good point i like what you're saying yeah yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm I'm hoping it will be. I wouldn't be surprised if it is just kind of that overstimulation um, like of of the senses, and it's just a lot of properties just thrown at you, and you know yeah. you have to wait for somebody online to like pause it after the DVD comes out and tell you everybody who's in that that frame and then the next yeah. frame. I like what you're saying about how it gives the sense that. It includes those characters and those properties, but it's not just firmly about those individual properties. I think that's a really good explanation of like what they're doing visually there. Um, 
And I'm kind of surprising that Steven Spielberg would just like, it's kind of cool that he just cont- he, he at this point in his career, he still wants to kind of like turn it up to 10, you know what I mean? Or 11 and, and like really go for it with, with a property like this. Um, I feel like, I don't know. Do people still get excited about like a new Spielberg film coming out? You know, like he was the man for so long, right? Like he ruled the eighties and then even in the nineties with Jurassic Park and stuff. I don't know that a Steven Spielberg film is an event nowadays anymore the way it once was. No, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Um, that doesn't mean that, that we don't get excited when he does, you know, if you're a huge Steven Spielberg fan, yeah. um, you know, I'm sure this is an exciting thing for you, but then, you know, when your fandom is people, I always worry about that because then <laughs> you're going to get down, let down a lot more often than, than not, because you know, they're just people. <laughs> oh man. That's just a sad statement. My fandom is people. Oh, really? That's too bad for you. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like I've never been one to – I know you follow directors and writers and artists. Yeah. And like you you, you actually follow the people behind the creative properties. Yes, and, and I feel like like it's it's down to that one person. <laughs> if that one person doesn't do a good job, you know, you're, you're going to be disappointed. Where yeah. if it's a franchise, it's a little easier because people come and go. You know, things get changed up. Yeah, I wonder what people who are like consider themselves like a huge Steven Spielberg fan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, what is the last of his films that that person would say is like amazing? You know, like uh, it just feels like I don't know. Did you see? Um, did you see Tintin? Mm-hmm. Um, no. Yeah. See, me neither. Did you see? Um, what was it? Uh, did you? Uh, was it uh, War Horse? I think. No. Yeah. See, I didn't either. That's I guess I guess that's what I'm getting at. You know, let's see. He did um, before Ready Player One. Uh, let's see the BFG, which I just can't help. I know there's this book is is very famous as in Brown Forever, but I just think big fucking giant when I read that. Um, Bridge yeah. of Spies, Lincoln, War Horse, Adventures of Tintin. Oh, Joe, I see the mm-hmm. culprit. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That was it. That's yeah, that was problem. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened to Spielberg. All right. Well, hopefully Ready Player One gets, you know, the geek community back back on his side of things. That that was that was there's nothing good about that movie. There's nothing good right. about my experience with that movie. I went to see that movie with an ex of mine who I could not get out of that relationship fast enough. <laughs> and and we we were late and ended up sitting in the front row. Oh my God. This is all bad. <laughs> like there was nothing good about my experience with that movie. Like I, I try and forget that it exists. <laughs> well, there you go. I, I forgot it existed. That's, that makes sense now. This whole, I feel like crack <laughs> the Spielberg, uh, uh, you know, mystery. Um, cool. Well, I mean, uh, I'm, you know, I'm definitely going to check in with you when I do get a chance to see Ready Player One and uh, we'll see how it does. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's kind of my, it it comes out on my birthday. So I I feel like it's just for me. That's awesome. That's great because (laughs) you love the book so much. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm very excited. Very excited. Um, Do we want to do Affinity War now or do we want to keep that as our finale? Let's, let's, let's keep that as a finale. Okay. All right. So then how about Deadpool? Um, oh, okay. I wrote some, I wrote down some thoughts about Deadpool because I've, 
every time I see this trailer, I keep thinking, you know, this approach to marketing shouldn't work, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so, true. It shouldn't work, but it totally does. I, I don't know how they're pulling it off, but it's just great. It makes me laugh every time. Well, and it's it's there's not a lot of characters that break the fourth wall in comic books, and he's one of them. And right. and I feel like they they they've captured that, and and to not hurt to not hurt the flow of the movie, they're like really doubling down on it in the advertising, so that during the movie, I'm sure they'll still do it, but they won't do it as much. Right, right, and I mean, yeah, it makes sense that he would, you know, break that same fourth wall in the in the in the film. Um, and I, you know, what comes to mind when I think about this whole approach to not just the trailers, but the, and and the marketing, but the film itself is like, Mm -hmm. there's a fearlessness. Yeah. They're they're not afraid to like do the thing that doesn't work. And people go, Oh, that was dumb. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, literally like halfway through this trailer, we're watching (laughs) like action figures, right? (laughs) Ryan Reynolds as, as Deadpool, like acting out like the the funny trailer scene they they just go for it and i think it's they picked the perfect character to do that with and it totally works yeah well and they and of course you know he's fighting cable as um deadpool in um in woody from toy story cosplay (laughs) so you know bringing in that disney like blatantly disney thing yeah totally and then uh uh i love the dig at justice league Oh, that gets yes. every time. <laughs> it's not like we have to CGI out a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how fast? Like that That must have just been added in at the very end before they released that trailer. Because yeah. Justice League is not out for very long at that point. No. Um, and I'm excited for this version of Cable. I And you know mm-hmm. me, I'm, I'm, I'm always down for like the movie version of a, of a beloved comic book character. Um and so, so far, so good. I love the casting. Um, I feel like um, Josh Brolin is someone that I can just watch in just about anything. And I think he's a good pick for Cable. And I think that the way that they're, like, updating this character for the screen, but keeping it in the world of, like, this, like, X-Men. What is this world anyway, Joe? Is this is this Fox's X-Men universe? Is this, like, an, like, a, like a separate universe? What is this? I don't even think they know. Like, I really don't. I think that it's kind of, it's the Deadpool universe and it's, it's touching on the X-Men universe, but it, I, I, I think they could probably make the argument that it's its own thing. I, at this point, I think Fox is just like, oh, we don't care. <laughs> We're yeah. not going to try and do the whole unified Marvel thing. It's, it's what it is. Just enjoy the movie. It's kind of ironic that the, the that the films that they try to keep unified don't work. And, and the best most successful films in this in this multiverse are the ones that are kind of like doing their own thing off to the side, you know, because I know X-Men First Class, when that first came out, I mean, it wasn't an official reboot of the whole thing because they still had contracts with all, you know, Brian Singer's actors. They were just like, let's try this. Right, and right. Then, and then it ended up justifying, you know, meshing the two, uh, the two properties. And now with Deadpool, I mean, the fact that they decided to include um uh colossus in the first one which i thought was great i loved that choice again i love that they didn't feel like they had to explain the whole thing it's just this is this movie and this makes sense for this universe that this movie's you know occupying yeah. um yeah. 
Yeah, but it's like the if if part two, I mean, if Daredevil two does great, like the first one did, which I'm hoping it does. Like, what does that even mean for X Men at Fox? Like, what does that <laughs> mean for that whole? You know what I mean? Like, who still who? Oh God, I, I was gonna. Who still cares about that? Like whole universe they have going on because you know they're about to screw up dark phoenix yeah yeah no and i tried to find i tried to find a dark phoenix trailer i couldn't find one i i thought that there was one out there but i couldn't find it yeah Um, no it it, you know i'm i'm gonna just go like i do with all the x-men movies and just be like hey it's my x-men on the screen and i can be happy that i get to see them live action for a couple hours and then i never have to go back and watch that movie again yeah Um, like like apocalypse i was like ah i see what they're doing there Hmm, those were interesting choices okay that happened yeah yeah i feel like fox can only is only going to be able to depend on that sort of goodwill for so long now because there are you know other properties coming out that are just you know just doing so well and being just like adapted in the best way and they're nailing it so just you know how long how much longer are we as fans just going to get excited that our characters are up on the screen you know what i mean it's true it's true but i I, i'm just happy that my favorite x-men got put into the deadpool uh Colossus. group of movies oh god yes and so and it did it yeah. perfectly so happy so happy right the best version of colossus the best like, version of so, <laughs> so good um when they first released uh started releasing some of the visuals for the, for deadpool 2 i actually wasn't crazy about their take on domino mm-hmm. um but you know at, at this point i feel like this this the first movie along with their whole approach to marketing like it's earned enough um I guess goodwill or faith for me that I'm like, I'm still down. Like I'm, I'm open. You know what I mean? It's, it's not my favorite thing, but I'm not at the point where I'm just going to say, Oh, I've already made up my mind that I'm not going to like this take on the character, you know? Yeah. Cause, cause who knows, who knows how it's going to yeah. be. And I love Zazie uh, on, um, on Atlanta. Uh, she's on the FX show. So yeah, it, it's cool to see, you know, actors from other properties or other shows that you like getting there they're doing in these comic book films i feel like nowadays the comic book film is probably the cash cow for a lot of actors and actresses right yeah absolutely it's like that's the thing whatever else you're doing you better have a you know some kind of ongoing uh, character or role in a comic book film at this point it's probably just comic the comic movies are probably sustaining so many careers right now yeah hmm yeah cool all right any more thoughts on deadpool 2 no, I think it's just going to be fun. Oh, well, the other thing I, I, I wanted to mention to you is, as a possibility because we're talking about Deadpool and breaking the the fourth wall. I feel like – I was talking to my students about this the other day. We need a, a She-Hulk movie. Yes. And we need the She-Hulk that breaks the fourth wall. Yes. is that? I think that's the She-Hulk written by Peter David, I think. that That was a great run. Yeah, she's very, very meta. She, like, And it almost – it needs to be kind of like – and I, I know I'm going to get flack for this, but I got to throw it out there just because I feel like it's the right thing to do. It needs to be kind of like a superhero sex in the city. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, what? let me correct myself before I get the, the fandom hate. It's, it's actually John Burns version of She-Hulk, not Peter David. Peter David wrote the, the, the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. Okay. Um, but I love your take on that. Yes. I mean, doesn't yes. like it, like in the city. like a feeling of like the this woman who is like a Hulk, and and you know her dating life and her like I just feel like I feel like there's a lot there. You know the fact that she's a high powered attorney. I mean, she goes toe to toe with Matthew Mur- uh, Murdoch all the time. 
um, yeah. comic books. Like I feel like there's there's a twist to um, to comic book movies there that we haven't hit yet, and I think it would be a lot of fun to see. That's awesome, and I love your idea. I think you need to trademark superhero sex in the city as soon as possible. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad that you're on board with superhero films being kind of grafted onto different genres because I feel like that's a topic that's going to come up later in this podcast when we talk about. <laughs> but getting ahead of ourselves here, <laughs> what's uh, what's the next trailer on the list? Uh, Ant Man and Wasp. Oh, cool. Okay, I. Uh, this I think these characters probably have like I have the softest spot for these characters in terms of like just wanting to hang out with them and watch them go on their like fun adventure that's not like, you know, the universe is not in danger. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, just getting to watch Paul Rudd do his thing like in the Marvel universe, I think is like a, a lot of fun. It, it's what the Marvel universe was lacking before he showed up. Yeah, I he honestly has become my favorite member of the Marvel universe like i i love right? ant-man and who would like ray how in the hell are we sitting here on a podcast <laughs> in 2018 talking about how ant-man is one of our favorite characters i know that's gotta just piss dc off to no end that <laughs> marvel can have all these characters and hulk and captain america and then they just like knock ant-man out of the park yeah, no, I, and I, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I know people have uh, people have all been uh, 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 kind of making fun of the fact that when he shrinks the building down, they're like, okay, and then he tips it as a like a like a carry on luggage, <laughs> and it's like he's like, well, okay, now everything in that building would have been toppled over and destroyed, and everything else is like, okay, he's got the technology to shrink down the building. You honestly don't think that he's thought of that and has some sort of like <laughs> magnetic locks in there or something? Of course. How else are you going to put it in overhead when you travel? Come on. Yeah, no, come on, guys. Like, like you, you've got to if you're going to suspend the disbelief, suspend the disbelief. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that the first Ant-Man film was, like, low-key great. You know what I mean? Like, it just was kind of, like, went under everybody's radars. It came out. It was really funny. That, to me, is actually one of the, the, the few Marvel films that, when I watch it the second time, I actually liked it more than when I watched it the first time. I need to go back and, and just marathon a bunch of the MCU movies because I haven't yeah. gone back and watched most of them sec- a second time. I've, I've only watched them the once. Oh, yeah. Just be warned. There's a couple that I loved the first time and uh, didn't really stand up to a second viewing. So just warning you about that. Um, Speaking of uh, a Marvel marathon, El Capitan Theater in Hollywood is doing a Marvel movie marathon screening where they're showing like 10 years of Marvel films, like all in succession. That that sounds way more amazing than it would actually be <laughs> right right it's hosted by nerdist as well because i matt and i tried to do that with um the the harry potter movies i think we watched a triple feature where it was like the <laughs> I, I can't remember if it was the the fifth sixth and seventh movie or i mean sorry it's the sixth seventh and eighth movie or if it was just the seventh and eighth movie but yeah. I just know either way, by the time we were halfway through the, the, the movie that was new, we were like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so That's tired. That's a pretty good run, though. You guys made it pretty far. I mean, I, uh, I have a couple of similar stories to that. When I was in college, 
my girlfriend at the time and I attempted to watch uh, all three Godfather films in the same day. Oh, God. And, yeah, we made it through. We barely made it through the second one, Joe. We barely made it through the second one. Did not even attempt the third one. And to this day, I've never seen Godfather 3. Um, also, a couple years ago, actually, maybe more than a couple years ago. God, we're getting old. Um, uh, a group of friends and I watched all three uh, Lord of the Rings films in the same day, extended editions. Which 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 films? All three Lord of the Rings films. Oh, dude! The ex- and you but said the, the extended editions? Yes, the extended editions of those films. Yes. Wow. I know. I was the only one that did not fall asleep during the whole thing. I actually stayed away. Everyone else took little naps here and there. <laughs> we, we tried to do that to a friend in college with the Star Wars movies, and that was before the the prequels came out. And it just, just I, I can tell you, if you have somebody who hasn't watched Star Wars yet, that is not the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, here I'm gonna have these films associated with a painful experience for you for the rest of your life. Um, yeah. So at at El Capitan Theater, it looks like um, starting. Okay, just because this is sounds like fun. Some some more info here. Um, starting Wednesday, April 25th at 1 p.m. is Iron Man starts. Okay, doors open at 11:30 a.m. Wednesday, April 25th at 1 p.m. Iron Man starts, and Avengers: Infinity Infinity War will begin showing on Thursday, April 26th at 6 p.m. So you will basically walk into the theater Wednesday afternoon and we'll watch every Marvel movie in succession and then stay, sit, stay in your seat for Infinity War at 6 p.m. the next day. Oh, my God. That's like 36 hours of Marvel television. I, I, I would do Marvel movies. I don't know that I could do that. Like, I, I kind of I kind of feel like we need to find somebody who does that and interview them yes. and, and find out what yes. the experience was like because that is intense. Yes, that sounds great. Let's do that. If you're listening to this podcast and you're planning to do this marathon, please contact us. Yes. Please let us know. It's $100 for the marathon ticket. It includes a reserved seat, exclusive event credential, exclusive content, event poster commemorating 10 years of Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, popcorn in a souvenir tub uh, with a refill, a 20-ounce bottled drink, meal breaks, special guest appearances, costume contest, raffle prizes, and they're promising a few surprises. I <laughs> I can't even imagine what the surprises would be because at that point, like they have to time those surprises really well because you're gonna go through the the, the ebb and flow of punchy and then just angry. And if they like pull out, like Robert Downey Jr. shows up in the middle of the angry portion, it's not gonna end well. Oh my god! I definitely want to talk to someone who goes through with this. I, I I have to I have to ask my husband something real fast. Hold on, I, this is for I'm not I'm not stopping recording purposely. <laughs> my loving husband, mm-hmm. <laughs> what would you think of going to the El Capitan Theater on Wednesday for a one o'clock showing of Iron Man, and then staying as they show every single Marvel Universe film until? Finally, the next day at six o'clock on Thursday, you get to the new Avengers movie. Have fun. <laughs> That's a hard no. <laughs> but he wishes you well, though. He wishes me well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's pretty interesting. There. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun with the kind of dot 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 question mark. It's, it's gonna be an experience. <laughs> I don't know that it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. 
<laughs> um, before we move off of uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, a couple of things, because I, I went to the IMDb um, page, and mm-hmm. apparently Michelle Pfeiffer is Janet Van Dan. What? That's awesome. Which, Great casting. Yeah, I think that's awesome and very exciting, and I hope that she's, you know, like, has a prominent role in it, because, yeah, you know, people forget that the original Wasp was the leader of the Avengers on multiple occasions. Um, yeah. And then we're, we're getting Goliath. Like, I mean, I, I think technically it's, it's supposed to be black Goliath, but obviously that's not PC anymore. So it's just Goliath, but we are getting black Goliath as a character. Really? I thought you meant like, he's going to like go big again. Like he did in civil war. Well, that we see in the, we see that in the previews, but no, we, we get Lawrence Fishburne is playing black Goliath. Okay. This movie's going to be awesome. Um, so I was hesitant about getting into Infinity War rumors surrounding Ant-Man and the Wasp, but seeing as how I was dead wrong about the same rumors about Black Panther, which didn't end up happening at all. Like they, we got no mention of any Infinity Gem at all in Black Panther. Nope. Um, so I felt a little bit bad, maybe spoiling some stuff in case it came out to be true, but it didn't. So, um, I don't feel bad about mentioning it. Um, uh, the, the same rumors around Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, uh, I know that uh, for a while now, there have been rumors online that Infinity War was going to be a time travel film. And uh, because the two films that are being released by Marvel in between, you know, Infinity War, which is uh, late next month, and then the, the next Avengers film a year out that is yet to be titled, uh, the two films that they're releasing between that are Ant-Man and the Wasp and um, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. right? And Captain Marvel, they've they've officially stated it takes place during the 90s. Okay. So, okay. so, so the rumors for Infinity War are that it's a, it's a time travel film and that, you know, like the comics, everyone dies. And that Ant-Man and the Wasp actually are the only two that survive through, um, what do they go into that quantum zone? Oh, okay. And so they actually use the quantum zone not only to find uh, uh, the Wasp's mom, the original Wasp, but they also travel back in time and recruit Captain Marvel in the 90s to to fight uh, uh, Thanos in the next Avengers film. That's crazy. Yes. That would be awesome. Crazy great. And then <laughs> and because then they could they could like they could literally kill off everybody in this movie and then yes. Yes, exactly. And in, in a not just fix it, but like not not in a like, you know, uh, what was that stupid Spider-Man story? The one more day or whatever. Not not fix it in a horrible way, but fix it in a really cool way that takes advantage of like the most overlooked character in the Marvel Universe. Right. Like the most overlooked superhero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And and the the if you go back to the original um, Infinity Gauntlet story, because that's what I think this is, you know, there's Infinity yeah gauntlet infinity war and then infinity crusade and there was probably more since then but that was the trilogy originally and um and in that and that one he kills off i think half the universe population just in the blink of an eye and including a bunch of different superheroes and then kills Mm -hmm. them all in the final battle and then something happens something right yeah and then they all come back Yes. And so that would be a cool way to do it and, and pay homage to that without being yep. cheesy. 
Yes. Yeah. And using like Ant-Man and the Wasp and like they set up the quantum zone, like in the first film. Does that mean we're getting a Micronauts film? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Joe. (laughs) You just went like hyper geek. Uh (laughs) I mean, I know very little about them. I heard about them on a couple episodes of, uh, of, um, Jay and Miles uh, playing the X-Men. So I don't know yeah. uh, details. I just know that they were meant to sell toys. But, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me. That's great. Just kind of like a wave by as they're traveling through the quantum zone. Just <laughs> <laughs> Real quick product placement. So um, yeah, so a, a ton of reasons to check out Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, now I'm just really hyped for that film. Um, one film I'm not hyped for, although the trailer kind of made me think that maybe it would be okay, is Solo. What do you think of Solo? Oh my god, right there with you. Exactly the same thing where I was like, uh, I, I think it was a premiere during the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and we're all sitting there, and I'm sitting there with a bunch of people that are not comic book geeks, Joe. Okay, that was in my, you know, watching the Super Bowl is, is in my, my separate life, you know, <laughs> uh, as, a, as a sports fan. And, um... Uh, we're all sitting there and the solo trailer starts and everyone kind of does the same collective kind of like sigh, like, all right, another, you know, no need to explain the backstory of this character, but here we go. There's an opportunity to make money. Trailer ends and everyone looks around and goes, yeah, we're still going to see that. We're going <laughs> to watch that. Yeah, I, on it, like, I was like, I have to put it in here because because I hadn't seen it. I'd seen like the teaser trailer before that that just was like a little peak, like it didn't, it just kind of announced that they're doing a solo film and yeah. i watched the the trailer as i was putting it into the show notes and i was like okay there's some interesting characters here that yeah. that might be fun to to explore i still am reticent yeah 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 my my first note for this trailer is in all caps and it just says actually looks good like there actually looks like there's some characters in there that I want to learn more about and see like what the story is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the bad news is that as always with a film like this, it's the story is ultimately going to be anticlimactic because you know, nothing's going to happen to Chewie or solo. Right. Or, or uh, Lando, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. I, am, I am dying to see Donald Glover as Lando and I'm excited that they, they're, you know, we're seeing uh, games of game of Thrones actors pop up in different properties now as well. Amelia Clark, who's um uh, Daenerys Targaryen and Game of Thrones is is in this film and she looks great. So I, you know, I think they, I wonder if they, <laughs> they did that, you know, it was part of the plan. Like, okay, we need to, we need to bait this hook with more than just new guy playing solo. You know what I mean? Well, and I also, don't they do a lot of their filming in London? Yes. yes. So I think that's, I think that just, just logistically, <laughs> that's, that's where they get a lot of those characters. Um, right, that's true. But for, um, for this one, one thing that I don't know that they'll do, but would really be cool, is if there are characters in here that then become pertinent in the the final movie. Oh, did they do that with a Rogue One? I don't remember because spoiler alert: most of the people in Rogue One died. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, they didn't really use that to set up anything further down the road, did they? No, but the, but you know, here they could because you know, you know, you could have you could have um, Ray go off and and get assistance from one of these people who are now older and more. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, how do you feel about um, Alden Ehrenreich, who's uh, who's playing 
<laughs> I was gonna say uh, he's playing Harrison Ford. Uh, he's playing Han Solo. I mean, practically, he's playing Harrison Ford playing Han Solo. Yeah. Um, I didn't see enough of him to get a really good feel about it. Um, okay. I I kind of hope that I get the feeling of um. Oh, what's the guy's name? He was Superman oh. in. He now plays. Oh, he, he now plays the Adam on the CW, but he was Superman in the movie where they were still trying to keep it the Christopher Reeves timeline. Yeah, it's Brandon Ruth. Yes, yes. Like yeah. I thought, he did a great um, Christopher Reeves doing Superman. Superman. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. That that was probably what the the good thing about that movie. Yeah, <laughs> the only, and I would, I would be right there with you. The only good thing. About that uh, I don't know. So I mean, I prefer it when a studio or casting takes the approach of capturing the spirit of you know that that character as played by a previous actor, as opposed to a likeness. Mm-hmm. And it seems so far from from the images coming out of Solo that they went for the likeness first. Um, I mean, we'll see how he does. As always, you know, we're, of course, we're always rooting for these films to do good, to, to, to be well made and, and entertaining. But I don't know. I, I that it, it's tough because the film's going to hinge on that performance. I feel like. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at if you look at the Star Trek relaunch, the the, the which I love. The, yeah, they they've done a good job of splitting the middle, making the characters their own, but still paying a strong homage to the original performances. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I really love those Star Trek films. Yeah. All right, so Venom. So Venom. Yeah. Um, haven't we talked about this before? Just kidding. Um, we, we probably have, but I, I, I watched the wrong trailer. I watched like a, a spec trailer. I didn't realize it was a spec trailer. And that's why you kept going, I don't remember that in the trailer. And I'm like, well, I just watched it like five minutes ago. I'm pretty sure it was right. <laughs> Didn't you watch like a fan made trailer? Yes, or yes. <laughs> That's so good. I think that tells you how excited I am about this film, or yeah. how not excited about this film I am. Um, oh man, uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, just sight unseen. Tom Hardy has me sold. Like, I'm a big fan of his work. I think he's a really good actor. I think he's easy on the eyes. Um, I think he makes good choices overall. Mm-hmm. And so just, you know, you, you tell me Tom Hardy as, you know, um, what's his name? Brock, whatever. Uh, Eddie Brock um, as Venom. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'm checking that out. Um, but, you know, it, it's hard to say at this point. It, this isn't really a trailer. It's, it's more like a teaser, right? Yeah, that's the thing. It, like, I felt, I felt like it was a really crappy teaser trailer. I like, there was nothing in that trailer that made me excited other than the fact that I'm like, okay, Tom Hardy would make a good character like i i feel like that was the only positive about the the teaser trailer yeah and honestly like this whole thing with teasers like i'm just like no don't like you don't need to tease the trailer with like you know a few clips that don't make any sense and there's no real payoff to right right that's exactly what this was and i mean him just strapped down to a a gurney and then and then you know at one point screaming and shaking it's like um that shows us nothing that like there's, yeah, and then stand, stand-ins and stuntmen like doing various like actiony things. Yeah, <laughs> like that's it. That's the whole thing. Yeah, especially with especially with a, pr- a property like Venom, if you don't have the symbiote to 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 show off, 
why even like you're you're setting yourself up for letdown. There's no way you're gonna win audience with that. You know what I mean? Right. And I mean, even if it's the last image of the of the trailer of him, you know, touching the the symbiote or or you know, he doesn't even have to become Venom. Just just having that connection there, that's gonna build that excitement. There was no excitement yeah. built. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, still it's, it's still pretty easy to go up against Sam Raimi's take on the character, which is like literally like a, a, a small rock lands on the grass next to Peter and, and MJ as they're having a picnic, mm-hmm. which is like the introduction of Venom in, in Spider-Man three. But um, still, I mean, how, how do you, I don't even know how I feel about watching a villain as the main protagonist, you know? And I know Venom did his whole thing in the nineties where it was like, you know, it was anti-heroes everywhere. Um, I never really got into that whole run of the character that I know that kind of like that was like his big um, crossover into like ma- mainstream popularity, right? Mm-hmm. Was that mm-hmm. 90s run with those horrible reflective covers, foil covers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the 90s. Um, so I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe Dr. Doom is probably the only villain that I that I think just, you know, deserves his own film. Yeah. You know, yeah. Dr. Doom. I could see a Dr. Doom yeah, film. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> you remember, he's technically part of the Fantastic Four franchise. I oh, really would be okay yeah. if we never see another Fantastic Four movie again. I feel really it bad, is. but but they like I don't know that there's anything they can do at this point to fix that. You know, I keep having secret fantasies about Infinity Wars. Uh, Infinity War, sorry. Um, at, w- at one point pulling in like Fox's X-Men characters and uh, Fantastic Four and like just can you imagine I, I just keep I keep picturing like Hugh Jackman like facing off against like the Hulk yeah in Infinity War and just melting just like my face just melting off my skull <laughs> in the and um, hey, if if your theory about about the time travel thing is right, that could be the end. The end could be that they, while they're traveling, uh, you know, if you're talking about time travel and and the alternate universes, the the Fantastic yeah. Four fit into that perfectly. Can you imagine what would take place in the theater when that happened? Can you Im- like that? I just it's too it'd be chaos. Yeah, no, and that that would there that would be the stinger. Like if the stinger was some sort of lab where where you know you're like who are these people, and then all of a sudden the 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 main guy who's talking like reaches to the side and his arm lengthens, and you're like oh my yeah. crap, <laughs> yeah right, get a whole heroes reborn tie in there. Uh, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I just had a physical reaction. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, you loved Onslaught, didn't you? Oh my god, Ray. Oh my god. Stupidest plotline ever. <laughs> what are you talking about? You had a big Onslaught poster in your classroom for like seven years. Somebody gave it to me and it had all the Marvel characters I loved in it. Anytime uh, somebody was like, what's that? I would say that's Onslaught, the worst story ever made. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. All this time I thought, wow, Joe's a really big fan of No, oh my god, Ray, no, no. I thought I thought Heroes um the Heroes Reborn storyline was the stupidest thing. It like wasn't it all Rob Liefeld? Wasn't that No Who who did those terrible Rob Rob Liefeld did Captain America 
And Jim Lee did a Fantastic Four. But who did who did the um the Avengers? Because they were awful. And I thought it was Rob Liefeld because it had a cat person yeah. in it, and they all had all his comics have cat people. In it. <laughs> yes, it is Rob Liefeld who has the thing for for cat people. Um, yeah, he did the Avengers and Captain America, and Jim Lee's studio did um Iron Man and Fantastic Four, and and Will Portasio drew Iron Man and the Hulk and and all that in there. Um, and then Jim Lee drew Fantastic Four. I'm, I man, I was, I was a '90s comic book fan. That's, I, I came to comic books in the '90s, so I was super excited that Jim Lee was going to be drawing Marvel characters again. And then just, I couldn't, I couldn't, man. I didn't even, I completely skipped Rob Liefeld's stuff. I, I just didn't even go there. <laughs> I knew better. I, I had been hurt before. <laughs> I knew, <laughs> I knew not to go there. But I was, yeah, I think that was kind of the end of my. You know, when you when you you just kind of like you have a certain affinity and affection for the stuff you got into when you were a kid and you kind of have blinders because of that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, one day we all got to grow up, you know, and you realize, oh, some of the things that I loved when I was a kid are terrible. (laughs) I I just because I'm, I'm I'm looking to see if I can find there's a picture of the Avengers with hell I think it was Hellcat. I think that's the character. I can't find it. I don't want to like cuz this makes terrible. Oh god, it's so bad. I'm flipping through Google images and I'm just like, "Oh my god, there's nothing good here. There's nothing." Oh, what are you doing? Look away. Look away. Okay. Joe. Okay. <laughs> so Copy, copy sure. Wait, hold on. No, I've got to do this because I'm a horrible person, but that's okay. All right, I put it in chat. Oh God! <laughs> I want you to explain to me what's in this picture. <laughs> like, I just, it, I something needs to be explained to me on this. Uh, 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 I'm getting ready. I'm just so everybody knows. I will put this in the show notes. So that you can look at this. <laughs> oh that is that is everything oh that is wrong with Rob Liefeld yeah. right there. You've got you've got a really horrible Scarlet Witch with this squared off like her cowl thing from when she was oh, but man. not done well. You've got I, I like I think that's Hawkeye but dressed as Wolverine. What? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> you've got Hellcat who has no nose. No nose There's whatsoever. No nose. And, what for? And I think that's supposed to be swordsman. Like, there's just oh, so much wrong with this. This everyone's limbs are broken, and everyone has the same weird skeleton face. And uh, there's lots of neon backlighting. <laughs> <laughs> Good God! Yeah, that's God. What a, what a time! Yeah, I think God we've moved on from that. Yeah. Right. So sorry um, that that was cruel. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> um, well, thankfully, you know, I I don't think that um, we'll be getting any any heroes reborn tie-ins to any of any of the, <laughs> the upcoming Marvel stuff. I hope um, not. <laughs> at this point, yeah, like Marvel just needs to get a hold of Fantastic Four so that we can just stop being put through all the different takes. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at Spider-Man. They did so well with that. Like, I'm so excited for the next Spider-Man film. Hopefully Sony doesn't ruin it. They're trying to with Venom. You know, hopefully they don't. But um, yeah, I just, I don't know about a, 
there better be a really compelling story surrounding Venom for for it to you know really deliver on this this movie about a, a it's it's a movie about a a villain as a protagonist, but I feel like we don't really know that much about the villain yet. Like in, in, in terms of like film, like cinema, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be, it's going to be rough. I think they're basically going to just write him as a, as a anti-hero and not even go the villain route. Like there's, there's no, there's no setup for it. So, you know, they're right. going to make him, you know, a Punisher character. And I think they keep going back and forth on whether or not he's ever going to be meshed with, spider-man like side of things right like right every i feel like every other week it's yes or no depending on who you ask it's like no definitely not well maybe and they should just fess up and just be like we're waiting to see if we fuck it up or not you know yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> if it does well yes if not no you know what I mean? <laughs> and marvel's actually the one that's saying that they're just like yeah. <laughs> like you show us you can do this but don't bring don't bring your awfulness here like if it's good we'll take you back in if it's not <laughs> you just stay over there with the fantastic four <laughs> you just stay over there with the with neon doom with cyber doom uh, i know man i know um well let, let's move on to uh to your favorite property uh, one that's near and dear to your heart. Yes. Uh, new, new mutants. Okay. So here's, here's where I am at in my evolution with the new mutants. I watched the trailer again and, um, I am hoping that it's going to be a fun horror film. Um, my, my biggest two concerns are Dr. Cecilia Reyes better not be a bad guy. That's, that's, that's the number one. She's not even a new mutant. Like like she has no ties to the new mutant. um, Or just story. Okay. No, go ahead. Go. I I don't even know why I hadn't considered that possibility looking at the trailer, because now that you said that they totally try to sell her as the bad guy in the trailer. And I'm thinking that she's not going to be. I think she's honestly trying to help them. And um, and, and there's something else going on there that that is more underhanded and dark or whatever. Right. But I don't think I, – I think it would be very hard for her to be the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. If and she you know, is, I'm going to be very disappointed because she is like I don't know why I have such a, a a soft spot for her, but I feel like she was written as a really real character who does not want to be a superhero. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was I was all in on that era of the X Men, and I really like that character as well. Um, and I'm already kind of a little bit bummed that they changed her so much. You, you you'll rarely hear me you know, getting upset about the changes made to a, a comic book character in the film version. But she is one that, you know, it, uh, it's, it's kind of a sore spot for me because there's so few Afro, you know, Latino characters that even exist. And she was one. And as you said, she was written so realistically. It was, it was such a needed voice in the X-Men universe at that time. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of bummed that they, that they shifted the character away from, you know, her identity in the comics, but still, you know, cool that we're getting you know a movie version of dr cecilia reyes and oh man i hope you're right i hope that they're just kind of that's like a a bait and switch kind of thing with with them you know with her being kind of a a villain character that would really bum me out yeah and and i mean at the end of the day five of my favorite x-men 
are going to be together in a movie. So I can't be upset yet. Like I have to, I have to give this movie, you know, it's time to, to be what it needs to be. Um, but I'm getting Cannonball and Sunspot and Wolverine, uh, Wolvesbane and Mirage and Magic, and they're all there. You know, yeah. I'm looking at the the IMDb yeah. page, so they're there. So what? hopefully what? it's kind of a, a fun romp through horror, you know? Watching the trailer again before we started recording, it, it kind of struck me that, like, wow, they did, they did a really good job casting this film because – there, every actor I recognized from something previous, and um, and and I enjoyed them in that previous thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got you've got an actor from Stranger Things. You've got an actor from another Game of Thrones actor. You've got an actor from The Witch, which is a really cool horror film that came out I think a couple years ago. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see this group of young actors together and playing off of each other. You know, and doing scenes together. So it has that going for it for me already. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have a connection to the original property that you do. Um, and I think, I think the tough spot for you, Joe, is going to be, you know, I, if, if they put together a satisfying movie with horror elements and, and it tells a good story, I will be satisfied. But if they tell an excellent horror story, that just happens to not really be what new mutants is in the comics. I don't know how you could be satisfied by that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I have to, I have to look at it. Like I've looked at most of the Fox X-Men <laughs> movies, you know, like I, I think I kind of at one point gave up hoping that there was going to be um, consistency, you know? Yeah. I mean, when well, I loved, I loved X-Men first class, but I'm like, um, How's havoc in this? I don't understand. This doesn't make <laughs> sense. Like, no. Um, but <laughs> but I, I got over it and I moved on and I I really love the the I don't really love I I I have fun with the movies. Um, like we've said multiple times, Apocalypse not a good movie, but yeah. it was fun. There was a lot yeah. of fan service in the movie. I wish they had been gotten storm right but you know that was kind of a crucial character in my eyes yeah but she wasn't crucial i honestly she wasn't crucial in that story and that's she wasn't yeah that's true and that's that's the biggest problem like i think like if they don't get her right in the next movie that's going to be a problem because the uh, we've talked about this on a, a previous show the the crux of of dark phoenix has to be the relationship she has with all of her friends yeah. and her best friend is aurora monroe so if that doesn't happen then it's not gonna feel right there's no way that's gonna happen joe like (laughs) i feel like we've already kind of like resigned ourselves (laughs) yeah it's not gonna be good here we go you know what i mean i it it, i wonder if because every person that every non-comic book fan that i've shared the mutants trailer with has immediately become interested Mm -hmm. um you know Everyone, oh, what's this? You know, they, they all kind of make that that steady inch closer to the screen. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, this looks interesting. Um, so, again, I feel like it has some good things going for it. Um, but wouldn't it be interesting if New Mutants was kind of the, the straw that breaks the camel's back in terms of uh, fans' goodwill towards Fox, you know, trying to get these X-Men properties right? I don't think, I don't think it'll be the the – 
I think because it is going to be so different, I think it's going to, it's going to do just fine with or without the fans. And I feel like new mutants is one of those properties that just like you, like people are very, very invested in, in those characters for the same reasons that you, that you talk about, you know, I mean, look at at Jay and miles, same thing with them. Yeah. But here's the thing is I I don't think it's going to be because (laughs) we're getting old, right? (laughs) 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 A lot of people don't know these characters like I do or like you do, or like, you know, our friends do. And so, you know, somebody that I teach in school is going to see a really cool, horror film with mutants in it that has you know that's that's bridging genres and and gonna be like this is really cool whether or not i think it's true to the characters that i love you know and so it's one of those things where i can't like i i feel like it will (laughs) i will not have agency in this film (laughs) this film will be successful with or without my approval (laughs) i just i just got this really funny image in my brain of a 70 year old uh, walking out of Richard Donner's first Superman film going, that's not how he was in the serials. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That would be, that's not awesome. Superman. That, okay, that's not dude, Superman from the radio. Get that draw, sketch that out tonight and get that on the internet, please. Please. <laughs> oh man, uh, <laughs> this is where we're at. Um, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all in, you know, and I, and I hope that because we're, we're seeing this together. There's no way. Yes, we have to. When is it coming out? Do we, do we have a date yet? I, th- I know it got moved around. Uh, no, last I know, it got shifted again. So it's kind of been kind of hard to track this thing. It just, all I see is two thousand uh, February. 22nd 2019 is the current release date okay february 22nd 2019 i think that's uh that's like my grandma's birthday or something but she won't mind um that's that's i I bet that's over that might be over the president's day weekend Eh, it might be the week after oh that'd be cool nice yeah that works out there's no way you're you're watching this and and i'm not sitting next to you there in theater we this (laughs) not happening it's just just kind of constantly oh man dude (laughs) it's the weekend it's the weekend of the it's the weekend of my my uh musical next year no it's already on the calendar yes (laughs) yo how did it happen (laughs) we'll figure it out we'll figure it out oh man i don't know you know I, i don't i look i don't mean to end this uh, trailer review on an ominous note. Uh, you, you did mention already that I, I follow directors and, you know, filmographies and stuff. Um, Josh Boone uh-huh. uh, directing you mutants. Um, he has directed uh, the fault in our stars, which was, uh-huh. uh, that, that, that was a famous book, right? Popular book. Yes. Um, and I heard a lot of people loved it. Yeah, it was, it was pretty decent film. Um, and then before that, something called stuck in love. 2012 which i never heard of um craig kinnear jennifer Connelly, Connolly. i don't know and that's it that's all he's done that's it 
See, I, I haven't seen Fault in Our Stars, but it makes sense that you would take the director of that because it was successful and put it towards the New Mutants because it should be that. But he hasn't done horror, so... Yeah, it's true. It's hmm. true. Yeah, part of me is wondering if it's, you know, the horror tropes are not going to... You know, I mean, how many times, Joe, have we seen a, a studio market something in one way and then kind of be like, oh, it, t- it turns out it wasn't really a comedy. We just kind of leaned on that <laughs> to give you something. So everybody comes out of the movie going, what the hell was that? That wasn't a horror film. And I'm sitting there going, it was beautiful. Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> yes, I would. That would not surprise me. That scenario playing out. Oh, my God. Because that's what they do. Right? <laughs> Studios, they try to lean on the, the thing that's going to be the easy sell. Oh, people know what, you know, a horror film is. Okay, let's let's throw that at them, right? Like let's strip it down and just sell it as this one genre. Like like a completely different like we're all predicting, you know, you know, in February of next year uh, our episode being uh the, the two of us sitting there and you you going, "It's okay, Joe. It wasn't bad." It was like, "Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was a good movie." <laughs> It wasn't my new mutants. What if it was the uh, complete opposite? You're just like this is a hor- fil- horrible film joke. No, it was perfect. It was exactly oh what it was supposed God. to be. No, this was a horrible film. That's right. <laughs> that could totally happen too. <laughs> well, either way, we'll, we'll queue up the the Jay and Miles uh, podcast directed to. I mean, dedicated to the New Mutants uh, Demon Bear storyline, and we'll just have that ready. So yes. So on the way home, we'll listen to that, and you know, if it, it'd be kind of a you know plug in podcast in case of emergency yes <laughs> it'll fill the silence of our disappointment in case in case that happens all right um is that it are we are we done with trailers yeah i think so um we skipped uh, uh infinity war on purpose <laughs> um yeah i feel i mean i don't know what more can be said about infinity war at this point dude it's this is the last trailer it's it's like a month away which is crazy to think about. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, all my friends, everyone around me pretty much has stated the same thing about this film. Every time it comes up in conversation, we're not ready. We're not ready for whatever, for whatever's going to happen. You know, we're not ready to say goodbye to these, these actors that have been playing these characters. Uh, We're not ready for, you know, whatever story surprises this thing has in store for us. Um, I've had so much fun tracking all of the rumors and all the possibilities and the hints and Easter eggs and stuff especially because a lot of it's just wrong. A lot of it's not true, you know, but Mm -hmm. I'm not someone who gets bitter about that. Like I liked the idea of the soul stone being Wakanda and that making sense as, as in terms of why they're able to commune with, you know, with with their, their dead uh, family and relatives and, and, you know, the flowers that grow out and everything's purple. Well, duh, turns out that um, in the movie, the soul stone is orange, not purple. So that that didn't make any sense, right? Right away, I should have I should have noticed that. Um, but clearly, the Soul Stone is somewhere else or someplace else because that's also kind of been a, a rumor that's that's out there. Um, I don't know, man. It's just like Marvel is is playing this so perfectly because should the, the hype is through the roof. Should we go through the? Well, let's see. This might be an old article. Do we know what, what stones are we still missing? Is it just the, it's just the, soul is it just the soul stone? That's the only one that we don't know where it is. That's it. Every other soul stone is accounted for. And I believe Thanos has his hands on two of them already. Cause the Tesseract is the 
space stone. That was the the cosmic cube, yes. basically, which I don't think they can actually call it that because I think that's a, a Fantastic Four property. Oh God! Um, but it was a but it was a it was a cosmic cube. Yes. And then Aether is the reality stone. Right. Well, well, he has in the trailer they show him putting the space stone into the infinity gauntlet and you can mm-hmm. tell because it's blue and obviously yeah loki mm-hmm. had that right um and loki had that at the end of at the end of ragnarok so it makes sense that, yeah. that he has that stone but when he's putting it in the infinity gauntlet in the trailer the latest trailer um the power stone is already there and that's the purple one from guardians of the galaxy the first one which was left in the hands of the nova Corps. So clearly he yes. has gone to that planet and just fucking wrecked havoc and probably decimated it in order to get the power stone. That would be my guess for the opening. That would be the opening to the movie. My, my opinion, that would be my guess. It would be like the big epic battle with the Nova. Corps. I agree with you. And at first I thought the opening was going to be in Wakanda and he was going to be going there to get the soul stone. But now uh, it appears that Wakanda is actually the big ending battle. Oh, is it? That's, that's, I mean, I could be wrong, dude. Who knows? But that's what I've uh, been reading, and that's kind of what's been hinted at that Wakanda is where the big final battle takes place. Although there has been a lot of talk about that big orange planet that's, that's shown in some of the shots of the trailer, of multiple trailers now. Mm-hmm. And people are saying that that might be Battle Planet. That might be the, the, the orange planet that they go to, 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 you know, in the comics. So you said like they, they, they have this huge battle, like on some other planet. Um, right. And that the soul stone might be the planet or it might be inside the soul stone or something like that. I don't know. I, I've got to say one of the things that I am happiest about is in the trailer, the, you know, uh, and I think it was actually in the trailer before this one too, but we hadn't seen black Panther yet. So we didn't have a connection to a lot of the, the characters, but Okoye. Um, yes. And Shuri. Right. Yeah, but um, but Okoye, especially running with Captain America and the rest of the Avengers, yes, like I'm like yes, like that makes me so happy. Yeah, so yeah. happy. Yeah, it's so cool to see Wakanda and all the characters from there that they're gonna have a presence in this film. That's so awesome. I'm telling you, man, Marvel just just knocking them out of the park. Um, um the Mind Stone is on Vision's forehead. Yes, and then the Time Stone is in. I am Yes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there's one more, right? Because there's six stones. Yeah. So, uh, oh, and the Aether, which is the reality stone. And that was in... Um, the Collector? I think the Collector has that one. Does he still have that? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. So that's that just leaves a soul stone. And that's the one that... That's why everyone was speculating that I would be in, in Black Panther, but it turns out not. Um, which I think was fine. I think you know it, it, that movie didn't had enough going on. It didn't need a connection to to the Infinity stuff. Yeah. Well, and the the thing is, is the the Soul Stone was um, Adam Warlock's stone. So that's right. I know he's not going to be in this movie, and that I don't understand. But um, yeah, because, I mean, he's like he is the Infinity franchise character. Yeah. Like that's it's right. Just, that's. He was hinted at at the end of the last Guardians film, but uh, uh, what's his name? The director, something gun. He he said that uh, they almost didn't throw that in just because, you know, they, they don't have any plans for using that character, but they thought it would be a fun little thing to throw in at the end. So, yeah, there's no plans for Adam Warlock to be in, in any of these films. No. Um, 
I'm really liking the shots of Spider-Man that we're getting, man. Spider-Man is just one of those characters, you know, where it's just, when you get him right, he's so likable. And I, I just, mm-hmm. I just like can't get enough of just watching Spider-Man be Spider-Man and just like swing around New York. And like, it, it's, it's, Spider-Man's like the ultimate underdog, right? And so yes. in, in this cosmic story setting, like it's just so much fun to watch this character kind of do his thing and survive and try to navigate this, this whole, um, you know, huge galactic world or setting. Um, and the shots of him in the trailer, the last trailer look really, really awesome. Now I did not go and watch the first trailer. Okay. But I did go back and watch the second and third. Yeah. And the second one had kind of this hopeful, like I'm excited for the action <laughs> feel about it. The, this last one, I was just like, I, by the end of it, I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. I'm really, really scared. Yeah, like, we're this all traumatized. Yeah, we're like, yeah, after this trailer, we're in my office, we're all traumatized. Like, oh my God, everyone's going to die. <laughs> like he's, he's squeezing Thor's head like a pimple. Yeah. It's it's gonna be epic, but it's gonna be. I'm 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 really worried about how it's gonna how it's all gonna end. Yeah. I mean, I I think I I hope what you say is right, and I think maybe just kind of sitting with that like possibility in the back of my my head will will make me be able to go okay okay. There's still an opportunity for them to bring that person back. Oh, that one died too. Okay, there's just there's still they can still fix this. <laughs> Um, I love that little bit of um, character uh, development in the in the scene where he's trying to s- smash his hand down on Captain America, and mm-hmm. Steve Rogers is like holding him, and then they sh- and he's like pushing up, you know, with all his strength, and you see Thanos a sh- close up of his face, and his eye kind of like squints, like he's like actually having to exert a little bit of force. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. that was a cool little character building moment there, um, and just you know all the little ways that they that they communicate to us what a badass Captain America is. Um, how do you feel about the, the look of Thanos and his visuals? I've heard a little bit of grumbling online of people just saying that he doesn't look badass enough, but I think he looks great. I think he looks as, I mean, how much more badass do you want him to look? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love the CGI so far that we've seen. It looks great. It looks just enough like Josh Brolin to be like, oh, yeah, that's who's playing him. But mm-hmm. it's Thanos. And I love all the little details of the scars on his face and the lines or whatnot. Um, the size of him is good. He feels foreboding, right? Like he feels intimidating. Yeah, but they've given him like they didn't cover him with so much prosthetics and stuff that he would not be able to emote. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, that's, it's CGI though, right? Like the character is complete, completely CGI, but they, they motion captured Josh Brolin. Yeah. But, yeah. but they didn't, they didn't add more, more stuff to him to make it hard to see that. Like if, if they had put the mask on, I think it would have been too much. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, I do like the armor that we see in this, in this trailer though. He looks pretty badass with that gold armor on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he, he does have yeah. And he does have the helmet. So the helmet's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 I just love that. He's, he's so brash and like just confident and cocky, like, you know, walking around, like he's the ultimate badass and he has, you know, he has no reason to fear anyone. And I think that that is communicated in his body language, the way he carries, which is like, how hard is it to do that, to pull that off? You know? Yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's there's so many cool things in this trailer. Um, I'm just going through like some stills and just looking at. I'm super excited to see all these characters bounce off of each other. That just that little snippet of of a scene we get with um, <laughs> with Peter Quill uh, uh, talking with Tony Stark. I mean, <laughs> yes. Dude, so much fun like that's gonna be so much fun well that and, and my favorite my favorite is the line that they're ending with with um with spider-man go hey i'm peter parker uh dr strange oh okay we're we're using our made-up names all right i'm spider-man <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah i love that they're not afraid to call out how silly some of these characters names are yeah that's that's and i think that shows like the kind of confidence that marvel has built up over these these years because even just that little interaction with with star lord and and iron man it's like we know these characters by this point you know so that that it's they're set up for ultimate payoff and all those little interactions yeah i i am flipping through the the stills on imdb Mm -hmm. there's nothing that i don't love about like every 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 panel is just like oh my god i want more like this yeah. needs to happen now and didn't it get pushed forward it's yeah, coming it out in april now right yeah april 27th man get oh. your tickets yep um we're gonna I, I believe we're gonna be catching it at the el capitan again just like we did with black panther we had so much fun at that theater for black panther um they had a live dj and there was like all kinds of props from the film there in the theater and like they came out and announced it and there's like it, it was a lot of fun. And so we're thinking of doing that again. Uh it's kind of a drive to drive from OC to Hollywood, but I think it's worth it for this. I mean, I'm gonna be seeing it multiple times. So, you know, I'm sure eventually I'm gonna be catching it in, in IMAX three D as well, because I think you have to with a movie this size. Yeah, I um, think I'm I'm looking forward to I, I think this is one I will actually see multiple times. Um yeah. just because it's and and I, it's so epic that I feel like you have to, you're, you're going to need multiple watchings to get through this one. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it has so much going on that there's going to be stuff for the fans that are new to these characters through the movies and also fans that are like hardcore, like Marvel fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, there's like the little nods, like Captain America, um, you know, donning the the beard and the black suit, like uh, which is I think it's hinting at, at Nomad, that character from the comics, where he's kind of mm-hmm. like the right, like stripped of his title or whatnot. And then, right. um, and then the blonde on even Black Widow is I I think if I'm reading it correctly, it's a nod to that Yelena character who was like supposed to be the new Black Widow. There was a great story with Natasha facing off against this new. A uh, 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 spy who 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 inherited the the mantle of Black Widow. Um, I think that was like in the early two thousands when when um, Joe Quesada first took over Marvel Knights. Yeah, um, but just stuff like that that I'm just picking up on just from knowing and following these characters for so long. It's just God, there's so much going on. What is it like sixty something characters or something like that? It's some crazy amount of characters, and it, like I'm still flipping through these these stills, and it's just like everything that I'm seeing. It's just I, I, I well, this movie has to come out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, one one more thing that I almost don't even want to throw out there in case it is a spoiler. Again, none of this stuff is confirmed, so there's no way for us to know. Um, apparently, there was a 
something that was planned that Joss Whedon had planned for the first Avengers film. And uh, it, it was on the chopping block to kind of get cut. They're trying to decide if they were going to keep it in the film or maybe, you know, not. And the, the story that I read says that um, Kevin Feige went to Joss Whedon and said, I love this moment so much that we need to save it for a bigger story down the line. Please, please just set this moment aside so that we can use it later. And it ended up getting cut. And I hear that it's going to be in infinity war. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't want to say what that moment is because if it's true, if it happens, it's people are going to lose their minds. And so it's going to be one of the cooler moments in the film probably. But after this movie comes out and we've seen it, I'll, I'll check back in with you on this and, and I'll tell you if, if it actually came out or not. You'll, you'll let me know if, 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 if you were right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I've, I've told a couple of people about it and I've actually described what the scene is. And both of them were like, Oh my God. That, and I just seeing them get so excited. I'm like, Oh no, I hope I didn't ruin that moment <laughs> in the theater when you don't know it's coming. You know, like I should just stop. I should just stop robbing people of their enjoyment. <laughs> So, yeah, man, I don't know what else we could say about Infinity War. I'm so hyped right now just talking about it with you. <laughs> well, hopefully everybody else is, is hyped about it, too, because um, it's coming up. And um, we may even have to do a, a pre-episode, oh, um, like a pre-Infinity Infinity War episode where we kind of catch everybody up and um, maybe get Rob from the comic box on to, to cool. talk to us about it. I think that would be a fun episode. Yeah, that'd be great. We can make our predictions at the end of that, that episode and then come back and follow up afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. All right, man. Well, um, shout outs for this week. Who you got? Oh, geez. You know what? I want to shout out to everyone uh, who bought a Black Panther shirt, even though I was complaining about shipping them at the beginning of this episode. Um, <laughs> that, that aside, I really appreciated really just everyone's interest in buying something that I made. Um, that's, that's always a cool feeling. And seeing picture people post pictures of themselves wearing the shirt is like just uh, on a whole nother level. So if, if you, you know, decided to support some of my, some, some of the stuff that I make uh, and, and bought a shirt, uh, shout out to you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the support. Awesome. Very cool. Um, I'd like to send a shout out to my very good friend, Jared Jones and his new wife, uh, Stacy. They just got married yesterday, and um, this was one of those weddings where uh, we were originally supposed to go to their wedding in December, but um, it was in Santa Barbara, which was on fire at the time. (laughs) So they actually had to postpone their wedding until yesterday, and it was beautiful. It was an absolutely wonderful wedding, and it was so cool to – you know, he was my best friend in college, and and this is the first time I've met her. And so it was kind of fun to sit down with her at one point and kind of just dish. <laughs> it was like, all right. She's like, does he still, did he do this when you were Leah? See, that's him. He definitely does that. <laughs> you know, so it was a lot of fun. And, um, and so I'm looking forward, you know, congratulations to the two of you. I'm looking forward to many years of uh, giving Stacy dirt on Jarrah. I think that'll be, that'll be fun. Cool. Um, I don't think we have plans for next week. I think we will we'll, uh, figure them out before next week. <laughs> and yeah. We will let everybody know. We will do that. 
All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geektitude is a proud member of the geek to geek Network. Check out other geek to geek shows such as the geek to geek Podcast, RunningShoes.tv, The Comic Box, and Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. Make sure to join our Reddit community at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash geek to geek cast you can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Ray, where can we find you? As always, I am at RayVargus3. Uh, so that's my website at RayVargus3.com and also across various social media platforms uh, at backslash or user RayVargus3. And that's it for this week. Until next time, everyone, uh, remember this week, keep it geek. The Red Legion took away our home. Dominus Gaul has stolen our light. But from the ashes, a fire team of guardians rise to. Oh! Guardian down. Wait, wait, wait. Who was that? <sighs> Titan, no jump good. This is Happy Hour from the Tower. I'm T. I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. And we're going to talk about all things Destiny. Why we play. Why we love punching aliens in the face. And why T's aim needs a little bit of work. Have you got that? Say you've got it. See something! podcast for players of all levels find happy hour from the tower on itunes stitcher or at happyhourfromthetower.com eyes up guardian time to give up the ghost it's happy hour from the tower first rounds on us That theme song means it is once again time to promo the Geek Wolf Pack podcast. I'm your Papa Wolf, Nick Kelly. And I'm your Mama Wolf, Stacia Kelly. And I'm Thermal Wolf, Brandon Kelly. Here on the podcast, we're just a couple of generations geeking out and sharing what we think we think. We'll share the latest nerd news and sci-fi happenings. Looking for life hacks? I'll tell you if there's an app for that. And I'll give you the latest from a gamer's point of view. Plus, every episode includes some of what we like to call ADHD D&D. I'm a healer, and I killed a dragon. spoilers (laughs) spoilers <laughs> so join us here at the geek wolfpack podcast join us on itunes stitcher blueberry or wherever you find your podcasts or simply at geekwolfpackpodcast.com and as always geek out